This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And I'm really excited tonight because tonight I want to talk to you about the onion model of healing. Most of us have heard the metaphor of the onion where you have to peel the layers of the onion and that's what the journey is all about. But not many of us have taken the time to really understand what each layer means how it all comes together, and how you can use this in your own journey. And so my job tonight is to help connect some dots for you and help allow this model to make more sense so you can actually use it on your own journey. So why is this important? This is important because this model helps to explain where we go wrong on our quest to find health and healing and why traditional therapies can feel so darn hard. When they feel difficult, when it doesn't happen easily, we often think that means we've done something wrong, when in fact we're just working through the system in a specific way. This is important because it reconfirms that underneath all that stuff, all that garbage that weighs us down, your essence is lying in wait for your discovery. And this is important because without this information, it can be hard to connect the dots and put all the pieces together. So we're going to get right into it tonight. The onion model starts like this. At the very center, at your very core, there is your essence. There is the perfection that is you. There is the wonder of your soul. When we are born, this is all that exists. We are pure beings of love, pure beings of light, perfect in our perfection and imperfection. And we come here with this perfection already in us already filled with lovability, already filled with worthiness, already completely enough. And then somewhere along the way, fairly early in life, someone in our environment tells us that who we are is somehow not enough. Somehow we are not fulfilling the needs of the people around us. Somehow we are not giving them what they need to love us based on their own wounds. Somehow we get the message that who we are is not worthy, who we are is not lovable, and who we are is not enough. And this is the part of us that we like to hide. There's immense shame in this. And so we have our essence, and then coding our essence is a layer of shame, is a layer of what we call your un, unworthy, not good enough, unlovable. Now, because this is our deepest, darkest shame, and because this is the deepest, darkest secret, the idea that we can't possibly be enough, that we can't possibly be worthy, we can't let anyone know that that's there. This is the thing that we will do anything we can to hide from others. We don't want people to know that deep down we are unlovable. And so we have to hide that shame in a layer of anger or of fear. If people get too close to our un, to our shame, we either have to push them away with rage or we have to run away from them in fear. And a lot of us spend a lot of our time in this place on the healing journey. We don't know that there's an essence under there. That layer of shame is so thorough and so complete that we think that's all there is. We are born pure essence of love, but we don't know that. It is hidden in a layer of shame, and then we cover that shame with anger and fear lest anyone know our deepest, darkest secret. Now, if that's not enough, 
if people start to get close to us and they start to figure it out and the anger and the fear isn't keeping them away, this is where we come up with defense mechanisms. This is where we come up with subpersonalities. This is where things like borderline personality disorder come in, narcissistic personality disorder come in. If someone is getting too close to your shame and anger and fear aren't keeping them away, then you will come up with defense mechanisms and maladaptive strategies to keep them away because the worst thing they could ever do is know your shame, your un. And so we have to keep them away. And so we develop these defense mechanisms, we develop these subpersonalities, and for a lot of people that works. And if that doesn't work, that's where addictions come in. We often think that the addiction is the problem when in fact the addiction is the adaptation. The defense mechanism and the subpersonality is the adaptation, which means these are healable. The idea that someone has a defective personality or they have an addictive personality is one that keeps you the victim and keeps you stuck. When you recognize using the onion model that these are just adaptations that are effective, they're highly effective adaptations even if they're miserable to live, suddenly it's not about managing an addiction, it's not about managing a defense mechanism, it's about learning how to peel away these layers so that we can find our essence again. And that's really the goal of most therapies. How can we slowly peel away the addiction, slowly peel away the defense mechanisms and subpersonalities, peel away that anger and fear, peel away that shame so we can find who we are. And this is why when we talk about the healing journey, so many people talk about, I need to find myself. Who you are is always there. You're never actually lost. However, we can hide who we are from ourselves very thoroughly beneath all of these layers. And so the goal of healing is to peel away the layers to reconnect back in with our essence. The problem is, is that in order to do that, we have to walk through every single layer of that onion, and it can be difficult. So in traditional therapy, they take what is known as an outside-in approach. So first, you go into traditional therapy, and you say, I have this addiction. And so the first step is to work with that addiction. There's 12-step programs. There's Alcoholics Anonymous. There's Overeaters Anonymous. There is inpatient programs. There are outpatient programs. And so the first goal is to learn how to manage your addiction. Once you've gotten the addiction under control, then the goal of outside in-based therapy is to work on your defenses. This is where you start to question, well, why are you doing that? How is this serving you? And we start to break that down. And that can take a long time. Getting through these two layers alone can take years. Because every time you go through a layer, you're coming up against the thing that you have wanted to hide from yourself in the world. And so you have to move through these layers very, very slowly. And so we peel away the addiction. We peel away the defenses and the subpersonality. And then that leaves us very raw with anger and with fear. And this is where a lot of people relapse. This is where a lot of people bounce out of the system because they don't know how to handle that. Because using an outside-in approach to therapy means spending time unraveling the tangled ball of anger and fear that you have spent a lifetime trying to not have to deal with. Now, let's say you make it through that anger and that fear. Well, now you get to learn how to manage your shame. 
and most people are not going to allow you to get close enough to that. This is why traditional therapies take years and years and years. This is why it is a slow process. This is why it is a painful process. And this is why when you do peel away the layers, you find at the core your essence because it's never gone away. It has always been there. It is not about finding yourself. It is about uncovering yourself. Now, the outside-in approach to therapy is very common. It is very effective. It takes a long time, and it's no fun, but it'll get you there. The problem with the outside-in approach is that at each level of healing, the goal is to help you manage what is called an abreaction. An abreaction is when you, to put it simply, freak the fuck out. You are going through layers of all the garbage you didn't want to have to deal with. And so every time you peel off a layer, you're going to traumatize yourself. You're going to feel all the feels. You're going to have all those memories come up. And when that happens, it feels like a tidal wave of emotions coming at you and you freak out. And we call that an abreaction in the psychology world. And so in traditional therapy, in the outside-in approach, the goal is to peel a layer and then help you manage the abreact and then peel a layer and help you manage an abreact. Slowly, 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 layer by thin layer, until you can finally get to that essence in the middle. And again, this process is very effective, and it takes a long time. This is why the traditional system feels like two steps forward, one step back, because it is. The good news is, is that it is possible to take an inside-out approach to therapy, and those of you who've worked with me know this. Because what we do when we work together is we excavate a path directly to your essence, all the way in. And once you connect in with the essence of who you are, without really having to do anything, the addictions will fall away on their own. And the defense mechanisms and subpersonalities will disappear on their own. Because when you know that you are enough and worthy, there's nothing to hide anymore. And because there's nothing to hide anymore, the fear and the anger will fall away. And because there's nothing to be ashamed of because you know the perfection of who you are, the shame disappears and all you're left with is your pure essence. And when you have connected in with your pure essence, when you know that you are worthy, when you know that you are enough, when you have found that path in and everything just falls off on its own, your only job then is to start to share that essence with others, to shine your light so bright that you ignite the light in others. You'll know you found your essence because it is always wise, it is always loving, it is always knowing, and it takes the form of I am. This is why when you come to my retreats, when you work with me one-on-one, -on -one, if you've spent any time in Healing Circle, you know that I'm always encouraging you to find your I am. Your essence is I am knowing, I am wise, I am smart, I am powerful. Your essence will never tell you that you suck. That's a layer of the onion. Your essence will never tell you that you aren't worthy. That's a layer of your onion. Your essence is always pure, wise, purely loving, and purely knowing. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that underneath all of your conditioning and all of your defense mechanisms, your inner essence exists. It is there. Your only job is to learn how to excavate a path back to it to connect in with it and then live from that place. Once you have connected in with your essence, you can never again convince yourself that you're not enough. 
Remember that peeling off each layer is effective and that there are ways to cut through all the layers and excavate a path directly to your essence without having to relive your pain and trauma. An inside-out approach will get you there faster, easier, and reconnect you with the part of you that you want to connect with anyways. And remember that who you are at your core is filled with immense wisdom. The key is to learn how to tap into that wisdom consistently and at will. And that's what we all hope to achieve when we enter therapeutic processes, when we start the peeling path, when we enter the spiritual journey. The problem is we oftentimes take that outside-in approach, not knowing that there is a different way, and that once we connect in with who we are, everything else shakes off and falls away on its own. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. The idea that you have to peel away layer after layer, trauma by trauma, pain by pain, emotion by emotion, is terrifying. And that's okay. Knowing that there are other options, that there are other paths to connect you back in with your essence, is the first step in knowing that the power of healing lies within you and that you can tap into it if you need to. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will connect you back with who you are. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, you are always welcome to reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. We learned about this for a while, um, just because you brought up uh, personality disorders. Have you ever heard of the oppositional defiance disorder? Yes. ODD. Is that even a thing? So the thing with personality disorders that most people don't realize is that a personality disorder is not a mental health diagnosis. A mental health diagnosis means that there is a biochemical shift in the brain. So with anxiety, with depression, there is a biochemical change that happens inside the brain. With a personality disorder, it's basically a maladaptive process. It just means that there is a skills gap. Now with ODD, there is a very large skills gap. These are people who have not learned how to handle conflict, who are often stuck in the anger or fear layer of the onion and don't know how to, like they bounce back and forth, they go back, they go into their anger and the fear, they go, gah, and they, they cover it up. And they don't know how to get out of that cycle. Um, someone with narcissistic personality disorder, they, and anyone who's dealt with this knows that they are hiding a layer of shame that for them is about the depth of a black hole. That's the difference between the average person has shame. Someone with narcissistic personality disorder has a black hole heaviness of shame that drops them so deep down out of their soul's awareness that they can't, they can't find their way back. And so they can't let anyone get close to it. And so all of the things that you see them do is to prevent you from finding out that deep, deep down they know, quote unquote, that they're worthless and they can't let anyone know that. And so they hide that with grandiose thoughts and grandiose personality, but it's a personality disorder, which means it's just a maladaptive strategy. And same with ODD. It's a maladaptive strategy. It is a massive skills gap. And it is something that can be taught and learned. Yeah, the personality disorders are treatable. Um, narcissistic personality disorder often does not get treated because it is a highly effective strategy. It works really well. It gets them what they want. There's no reason for them to change. Remember, we are, we are adaptive beings. We, we do what works. 
Okay. Narcissism works very well. ODD, less so. Borderline doesn't work very well. Borderline personality disorder, those people blow up their life very fast, and because they feel their emotions so deeply, they're more likely to reach out for help. You show me someone who's been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, I'll show you someone who's likely a high empath and has no idea how to protect themselves. Um, and so they feel very deeply, and they don't know which emotions are theirs and which are not. And you can see how that goes awry in personal relationships very quickly. <laughs> so yeah, so those subpersonalities can be worked with. Cool question. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time in circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle, C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.